Have you tried changing your health year on year, resolving that this year things are going to be different, but nothing seems to change? Oftentimes, when things are not changing, we're following many wellness myths and not looking at the full picture, including our nutrition, recovery, stress management, leaving out mind-body connection. I want to introduce you to Wellness Redefined, a new podcast from Refillion Media that's here to dispel all your myths about wellness and fitness while sharing stories of how we redefine what it means to be healthy. On each episode, we'll be talking to experts from all walks of life who will share their own unique wellness journey and offer their perspective. I am your host, Tamika Rochester, founder and CEO of Harlem Cycle, a premier wellness space in New York City with a focus on indoor cycling. I've been an advocate for wellness since as early as I can remember. So if this sounds like something that could help change your life, go ahead and pause the show you're listening to and subscribe to Wellness Redefined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delic Boys is a comedy TV show that I created. Uh, It's about two Pakistani-American brothers who lose their father, inherit his business empire, and realize that they are now in a criminal underworld. And yeah, that's Deli Boys. Hi folks, welcome to the first Fanboy Friday with me, your host, Shah Jahan Khan. Each episode, I'll be speaking with someone who, well, who I'm a fan of in one way or another. We're kicking off the series with my oldest friend in the world, screenwriter, producer, musician, and journalist Abdullah Saeed. We go so far back that our grandfathers knew each other in Pakistan before either of us was born. So stick around, and we'll be right back after a quick break. I initially wrote this as a sample trying to get staff jobs in writer's rooms. And I was trying to write something a little more grounded than my usual stuff, which is like kind of a high concept things. I had written an animated pilot at that point, which I'm still working on now. And I didn't realize that it struck such a chord because, you know, I think that South Asians, Pakistanis in America are at a point where we're now more visible in the culture and people want to see a more diverse, nuanced depiction of us. And this was in the right place at the right time. And then also, I like to think that it's funny. (laughs) Since you've done the pilot. And now I obviously know how long you've been working on this thing. I've yeah. probably read draft one. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm really, yeah. really fortunate to like have followed the whole journey of it. You gave really great notes throughout too. <laughs> well, I know it's just super cool for me, obviously, as your friend to like see it made. But I'm curious, like, what what was like one of the first times where you were like on set shooting like your fucking pilot when you were like, oh my God, this is real. Yeah, I think it was like day two of shooting. I think we had like six days of shooting or seven days of shooting. It was pretty quick. And we were shooting Iqbal Thiba doing the Baba video that starts the pilot, where it's like it's a video to investors and you kind of get to know him 
uh, you know, and he's being like a real salesman. And seeing Iqbal do that was pretty crazy because he was definitely the residual image that I pictured in my mind playing that role. Not because I expected to get him, but because that's the one of the only like, you know, older South Asian dudes I've ever seen on TV consistently. You know what I mean? And he's Pakistani. And I, you know, knew that if I got lucky, I would end up seeing his tape for this, you know, because I feel like when you see a South Asian rule for an older dad, I figure he's one of a handful of guys that gets that goal, right? But yeah, that was pretty amazing. That, that, that blew my mind. How does your musical background inform your screenwriting? So I, I definitely put songs into my scripts, you know, like in early drafts, I'll start saying, oh, like, you know, this song is playing when this scene is happening or when this opens or when this transition happens because I am kind of like, you know, just addicted to the combination of the visual and the audio. And I have a much deeper, better understanding of the audio, right? Uh, because I have a background in music. So for me, it helps to illustrate things quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, so I, I've composed the theme songs to a lot of the media that I've made. Bong Appetit, Great Moments in Weed History, I composed the theme songs. Uh, and, you know, I also composed the theme song for Deli Boys, which is in the current pilot. Uh, you know, granted, it, it doesn't offend anyone, you know, between here and potentially when this thing is on TV. Hopefully it'll stay there, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. It definitely, like, I've written characters that are musicians also because it's something I can relate to. And I think that it says something about a person in a lot of ways. Like, I've written a character that plays bass because it seems to say something about a person, right, in a way. Uh, because I grew up being in bands. I understand people have been. I've hardly ever been on a scripted film or tv set you know it's really just a handful of times that i have uh it's not really my world i understand musicians and music much better but yeah it's there's a lot of crossover between the two things i heard you once on i think it was the um when you did that yo is this racist or some other podcast talking about how somebody asked you a question about like it was like a kind of like a diaspora related you know yeah question and you you said something to the effect of you know i'm in this kind of unique position where i don't and, oh because you had just moved to la or something and it was like i don't necessarily have a home in the same way that a lot of like kids like me i guess you could say yeah. have that kind of like diaspora american first generation thing and not that you don't i just was curious like how that informs like your view and kind of like the projects that you choose to take on and like your style of writing. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a great question. I, I think, uh, you know, I really am a person without a home. I think that's why, you know, I've made L.A. my home. For a long time, it seemed like the place I wanted to make my home, you know, and now like I'm marrying someone who's like a native to this town. And I, I live here and it's very much like a part of my, uh, you know, personality now and you know i don't plan on leaving ever and you know i 
am Pakistani, but I grew up in Thailand, but I was born in the U.S. I've lived all over the U.S., right? So it's like, yeah, I am like kind of nomadic. And the way they divorce my work, I think it's really helped me to be a more expansive thinker. People don't really see the nuances of American culture when they grow up in it that I can see growing up in another country as an American expat, consuming America as the media that I'm consuming in that other country because I'm going to school where I'm learning in English and I live in a place where everybody speaks English and it's like aspiring to like, you know, get American culture in a sense. And when you come here, you start noticing all the little weirdnesses about it, you know? Like something that I, I always noticed was, you know, when you're a kid and you watch TV, everyone's name in an American show is like Mike Johnson and, you know, whatever, like, you know, Rick Jackson or whatever. It's like they're very straightforward names. But when you come, people have all kinds of weird, like Slavic and Eastern European last names. And, you know, it's like nobody really has like that American name. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's just the thing that stuck out to me and it has changed the way that I name characters in my stuff, you know? And I don't think that anybody would notice that if they grew up in America their whole life, you know, like never made that distinction in a sense. And then also it just has made me think bigger, which actually was a real crutch for me as a writer for a long time, because I was much more interested in world building than in characters, you know, and now I'm definitely more interested in characters. I still love the world building stuff, but, you know, I'm hyper aware that everything, at least that sells, right, needs to be character driven. I think there's things that are very effective that are not character driven, but I don't think that anything like that can ever hit big enough to justify working on something that risky in a sense. You know what I mean? So, like... I always try to invent an interesting world for something. And when I do, I really kind of, you know, this is also where my journalism background comes in a little bit. I try to notice and incorporate all of those, the little details that make something feel real, you know? Like Aaron Sorkin said this thing in his, in the screenwriting uh, master class that he did, where he was like, talking about jargon, how jargon really makes something feel authentic and real. It really puts you in there. And like, you know, that's like the small detail of how people talk. I just rewatched Heat recently and it's almost incomprehensible. Some of the things that are saying just because of the jargon they're using, but it makes it feel real. It feels like those details are there. And, and you know, like that, that's a real interest of mine when it comes to screenwriting. Who are like some of the creators or creatives that like you're currently inspired by? Yeah, man. Um, Mohsen Hamid, mm -hmm. for sure. I, I thought, you know, I liked Mod Smoke. I thought that was interesting. Uh, I really liked How to Get Filthy Rich in Rising Asia. Because it, it, it's just like, yeah, man, I, I, I was really blown away by just how real it felt and how familiar it felt and yet it's like felt like this side of a world this side of pakistan that you know like i had never really seen as a kid like you know visiting my grandparents or whatever other pakistanis that are doing stuff i'm really stoked that someone like riz exists and is out there you know what i mean like 
I'm really stoked that someone like Kumail exists and is out there because it's like they're very unique Pakistani guys. They don't fit the stereotypes that a lot of people would put us in, you know what I mean, based on our depiction over the last double decades. And yet they're huge fucking stars, you know what I mean? And I think that people like that paved the way for people like you and me in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? Because we're slightly more outsider. Who else? Let me think. Jay Paul is back. I don't know. If I know. Uh, yeah. Come back on that. I was very stoked about. You know, I met up with Himanshu recently. Yeah, I actually LA. spoke with him last week. He was saying that you guys met up. That's awesome. Yeah, and it, that's a person who I think has just been a really important South Asian American pop culture agree. figure. Agree. And, and you know, and and it's his artistry, his look. I think it's so interesting that he's kind of pan South Asian in that. He makes as many Muslim references as he does Hindu or Sikh references or whatever. And it is just like, he's, I, I think, a very important... He represents the lack of barriers between South Asian Americans, right? And I think that right now is a shitty time for a South Asian American, inner South Asian American relations because of what's happening in India, you know? Mm -hmm. And like... And I think that someone like Himanshu is important for all of us to look to, to be like, he doesn't, you know, he represents the destruction of that wall. You know what I mean? Between our cultures, because we're, we don't live there anymore. We live here. Uh, and he's a really special guy for that reason. And, you know, he did a version of the Deli Boys theme song. He rapped over it. And I have it. Uh, and he did it real quick. I think he did it without ever reading the script, which is I wouldn't be surprised. You'll have yeah, to show yeah. that to me in secret. Yeah, yeah. I'll send that to you in secret for sure. And then, you know, that that, that I want to start the mythology of that song right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you so much. Fanboy Friday with Shah Jahan Khan is a production of Rafelion Media, hosted by me and edited by Ari Mathay. Our theme song was composed by myself and my good friend Tanya Pollitt. Special shout out to my mom, Tina Khan, for bringing home the Rabab from Pakistan, which is the featured instrument, along with Tanya's incredible vocals. Please follow Abdullah on all the socials at I'm Your Kid, I M Y O U R K I D, and me at Shahjistan, S H A H J I S T A N. Thanks so much for listening.